I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. You know, one of the things I'm curious about when we go after the prophetic and really understanding how to hear God's voice is how, you know, a social scientist would think about this. I, we've had people who are neurologists, psychologists, but I love that today our guest is Ryan Montagu, who is a professor of communication at Azusa Pacific University, has a PhD, and he focuses on research and writing, speaking, training, all about emotional intelligence and personal relationships, and really to create spiritually intelligent disciples, which is exactly, if you hear me ever teach, which a lot of you may not know that I, you know, we have a whole Bowles Ministries website and we have a lot of teaching and a mentoring program and all this stuff. I will talk about spiritual and emotional intelligence all, all day long. Like, I just think it's so important to know ourselves and our own identity. And Ryan and I became friends through a mutual friend from my local church. He doesn't go to our local church, but from my local church, it was like, you have to meet him. He's sharing things on, as a, as a communications professor that are, very much in line with how you teach in the prophetic, which is like, how does that work? And then I started to listen to some of his stuff. He has, you know, incredible courses on dating and spouse selection. He has courses on emotional intelligence. He has books on divine opportunities or like divine appointments, basically. But he's teaching at a very mainstream Christian college, Azusa Pacific, which I love, Azusa Pacific uh, University. We've had college groups from there for years, go to our local church. So we you know, been connected there to some degree, but I never directly to any of the faculty. So I absolutely love Ryan. I think you're going to really enjoy him today coming from a different bent than some of our uh, regulars. Although I think everybody who's on Exploring the Prophetic Podcast is extremely unique, but I like, you know, having a college professor with a PhD in social science coming on and addressing us and sharing with us his own journey of how he's been learning how to hear from God, which is relatively new to him in this context. And you're, I just know you're going to not only love him, but love his materials that he has. So I encourage you to go onto his website, divineopportunity.com and get those as well. And before we uh, get to the interview, I have a couple things I want to tell you about. So stay tuned. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family. We have an incredible new resource for you. My new book, Provision, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations is out now. I wrote this book so that you would have a very specific tool to help you use words to define your own history and future with God. Throughout human history, we've seen prayer and the prophetic and declarations shape society, set culture, provide heritage, and bring vision for the future. And when you combine prayers, declarations, and prophecies like you encounter in this book, you become even more intentional about the power of words. Prophecies, prayers, and declarations are instrumental for us to enter our promised land. This book, Provision, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, will cover topics in finances, resources, family, influence, favor, business, and more. Through this book, I'm inviting you on the journey of learning how to use words to speak in the very fabric of your life, the spiritual realm, and the world around you. I pray that you'll find yourself using and reusing this book as you hear God speak to your heart. You can get our book anywhere books are sold, but if you get it at bowlsministries.com and you pre-order it or post-order it, you're going to get a very exclusive teaching series. So I want to encourage you to get it there. Okay, here we are exploring the prophetic, and I'm so excited to have Ryan Montagu on, who... I mean, Ryan, you are so many things, but you are uh, Azusa Pacific University professor on communication. You're a writer, like a really profound writer, and you're a speaker, and you train people in emotional intelligence, personal relationships, spiritual intelligence, discipleship. And you and I, and our, just the, the conversations we've had, I just feel like you are a world-class 
thinker and just communicator. And it's obvious that that's what you teach because you have a gift. And so I'm just so excited that you're on today and that we get to explore hearing God's voice with you. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is an absolute honor and a privilege to be on here with you and all that your ministry is kind of taught and, and shaped shaped me. I was kind of thinking about this a little bit beforehand of, I think, you know, the impact that, that I've seen in, from your ministry and what God's doing in and through you for me and for so many is really can kind of be boiled down to this process of God using you to put prophecy within arm's reach for people. And I so I've that. been a, a tremendous recipient of that. And so thank you. It's, it's a real honor and a privilege to be here. Well, I love that. And I, one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast too is because people might see you in one light. They might've uh, known you from one of your books or from one of your themes that you represent. But in these stories, we get to see um, the more of you, like we get to see like the heart. And I know like for people, a lot of times they'll interview me and they're like, let's talk about words and knowledge. This is a very small percent of what I do, but it's something that I'm passionate about. It's one of the many gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, but I, I actually talk about a lot of things and that's just one of the small things, but they may know me because of that. And so it's really fun when I get to talk about, you know, just my journey and in, in life. And so I'm excited to unpack some of that. And I know, you know, the last time we were talking just on the phone, we were talking about um, your, your course that you do for um, dating and spouse selection, which is really cool and how you're writing a curriculum and, uh, about that right now, which I think I want to get into that at some point during this, just because like, how did you get into that? But beyond going into some of the courses, I want to actually talk about how are you been hearing from God? You're a father, you're a husband, you have, do you have three kids? Three kids. Yep. Three kids. And they're all little kids. And so I think, um, you know, talking about your journey as a father, a husband, a man is really exciting. So let's talk about, I I, I want to go here first just because it was such an awesome story when you told me on the phone uh, when we were talking last time, the Darth Vader story. This is so radical. Let's, let's just start there. Cause it's just a great icebreaker where people get to hear your heart and your, your obedience. Because when you told me the story, I was like, I don't even know if I would say that right away, but I guess I would have heard from God. Well, let's go there. Yeah. So this was uh, about a year and a half ago or so. And, you know, the, the prophetic is, is really pretty new to me in terms of just the the last maybe three years or so, three and a half years. And so hadn't really grown up with any sort of background in prophecy, words of knowledge, praying for healing, any of that kind of stuff. And so had really been baptized in the Holy Spirit about three and a half years ago. And then that kind of sparked this, this whole new kind of game changing aspect wow. of my life, uh, included, you know, reading a couple of yearbooks and, and then just trying to, so actually at the time of this, this Darth Vader story, I was reading your books, being really challenged to step out, get out of my comfort zone. Uh, because I really believe that's where the miraculous happens is Absolutely. that the miraculous always takes place <laughs> outside of our comfort zone. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why most of us don't experience more, including myself in seasons. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, we spend, and you know, I talk a lot about technology because technology has, has really shrunken our comfort zone. And I really believe that there's spiritual warfare in that, that the enemy wants your social, your social comfort zone to be as restricted as possible. Wow. Because the more restricted your comfort zone, the less miraculous you're going to experience. Oh, and wow. so this was kind of one of those moments where I was getting into the habit of trying to pray before I went to lunch. I had a little bit more time during the season of life, but was just praying, you know, God, do you have a word for anybody today? And so we just kind of prayed, had took about 20 minutes or so to clear out the cut, the, the clutter of, of things and thoughts. 
and really just hear from God. And so the first person that came to mind was this colleague of mine, Tom, who's about five offices down, uh, English professor here. And he came to mind and uh, his, his son, because actually at the time of this, this divine appointment was about a year after his youngest son, Michael, had committed suicide. Yeah, it's so tragic. And so I knew that this was, you know, it was, it was just after the anniversary of that. And it was a very sensitive time. And we had talked several times uh, before this about it and all that he was going through. And so as I was thinking about him, I said, you know, what is it that you want me to, to share with him? And so God kind of gave me some different scripture and some different thoughts regarding his, his circumstances and everything that he's been going through. All of that kind of knowing his circumstances made sense, wasn't that much of a stretch and was going to be pretty easy to, to share with him. And then, you know, is, is there anything else? I asked God and he, and I just see this vision. I got my eyes closed praying and I just see this, this image of a Darth Vader figurine. And at first I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Like control alt delete. Like, <laughs> like I only want things that are from your spirit, God. And, and so I just kind of kept praying. And for whatever reason, I kept seeing this image of the, the Darth Vader figurine. And I'm like, man, this is weird. And I've never had that kind of thing before. And, and so I just, hesitantly wrote it down. You know, is there any significance to a Darth Vader figurine kind of at the end of this list of things? And I'm like, you know, I may or may not actually get to that, (laughs) but I jotted it down. And so I went to lunch, circled back around by his office, kind of knocked on his door and, and he was in there. I said, Hey Tom, you know, if you got a few minutes, you know, I'd love to share a few things. I was, I was praying earlier. I felt like God put some things in my heart to share with you. If you got some time and he, he kind of welcomed me into his office. So I brought in my, my little notepad of things and I said, well, Hey Tom, you know, I was praying earlier. You came to mind and some things to share with you and you're welcome to, to take it or leave it. And so I shared with him, you know, first Timothy six twelve, which is the, the verse, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And I said, you know, I just want that verse came to mind to share with you because I think God just wants you to know that he's so incredibly proud of you for fighting the good fight of faith through the loss of, of your son, through, you know, all that you've been experienced is that, is that God is just so proud that you're fighting the good fight of faith through this thing. And you keep going back to him, even as hard as it is and as challenging as it is. And then I kind of shared some things uh, as well about John 10, 10, like the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy, but God came to give life and life abundantly is that, you know, when these things happen, the enemy tries to trick us into thinking that God came to steal, kill and destroy. And, you know, the scripture reminds us that it's the enemy that steals, kills and destroys, but what greater of a trick for the devil to pull than to for him to do the stealing, killing and destroying, but then convince you that it was God. Totally. And so I said, I just wanted to kind of reinforce that. And, and both these things he, he, you know, acknowledged and was like, yeah, that totally hits home. I, I've actually been thinking about that. And it's such wow. a good reminder to, to stay and kind of cling to God during this. And so I shared a couple other things that were on the list, all kind of safe things that I felt were really relevant and connected. And then I get to this Darth Vader figurine and I'm like, kind of take a deep breath. And I'm like, hey, this this last thing, it's it's totally out of left field, but it, it came to mind. So I'm just going to ask you, but is there any significance to a Darth Vader figurine? And he goes, oh, yeah, 
<laughs> like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You're like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, seriously? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a story to that. And I'm like, you serious? And he goes, yeah. And he stands up and he goes over to this tall bookshelf right in his office. And he reaches back on top of this thing and he, he grabs something and he turns around and he pulls it down. And it's literally a Darth Vader figurine. Oh, my gosh. And on the front of it, it says, Galaxy's Best Father. <laughs> and he sets it in front of me. And he goes, yeah, this is a gift from my son, Michael, the, the one that, that had taken his life a year earlier. And he said, uh, when my son, Michael, was eight years old, him and his older brother used to really enjoy watching the Star Wars movies and, and, and it would just kind of play around. And during one of the movies, I kind of snuck up behind him. And, and scared him. And I said, Michael, I am your father. And he did the whole thing. And it became kind of a running joke for them. And as Tom is telling me this story, it's the first time I have seen joy in his face and heard it in his voice oh. in a long time. And it just kind of wrecked me. I was like, this is crazy. And he says, you know, Michael, when he was eight, after that experience, Father's Day was coming up. And so my, and my wife took him out to, to buy a Father's Day present. And Michael came across this Darth Vader figurine that said, Galaxy's Best Father. And so he bought it for, for me for that Father's Day. And wow. I've kept it and treasured it ever since. That's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, so I crazy. Blown away that God could put something so specific and crazy in my prayer time. There was something so specific and treasured by Tom at the point where he needed to hear that reminder oh, yeah. the most that God loves him, that God sees him, that God knows the personal details of his life and the personal details of the relationship with his son. And it was crazy. And I said, you know, I just feel like God wants you to know that you're still the same father today as you were the day that you received that. Wow. And God is still the same father to you today as he was the day that you received that. That the enemy wants you to believe the lie that somehow you missed something or, or you fell short as a father and, and that, that that loss with your son is on you. And it's, that's an absolute lie from hell that you've got to crush that and cling to the truth that, that you're still the same father today as you were the day that you received that. And God is the same father to you as the day that you received that. And we just had an amazing, amazing time. It was the probably single most pivotal spiritual, supernatural moment I've ever experienced. Wow. And was so grateful to be able to impart that and share that with Tom. And we have. When I think of the people moment. who are listening to the story, maybe some are like you and they, and they're saying, I want to take a risk and I'm like, Lord, give me risky stories. Like I'll do it yeah. or I'll, I'll be obedient. Even if it sounds weird, like Darth Vader sounds like a villain in a movie. Right. So yeah. why would you say that? But yes, it totally makes sense in that context. Or some people on the other end, it's like, wow. And hearing that story, it helps me to understand God for me. Maybe I've experienced similar loss from a child or from a family member. Yeah. And I love the retelling of stories because you, you get to hear something about the nature of who God is on both sides. And it's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast. Well, I want to I want to ask you a question about just how did you get into like now that you could look at kind of the the God thread in your life into communication and into teaching people how to have deep and meaningful connection to others, like to, to kind of take us on that journey a little bit because your books are fascinating, who you are is fascinating, and, and you're really forerunning something 
where we're in a culture that, you know, 70% of people are feeling disconnected and probably in COVID even more, but uh, you know, like you're teaching people how to have meaningful connection conversations and even your Ted talk, um, which I just watched today. I didn't watch it actually before. I think I watched part of it before, but I was like, I'm going to watch this today. And I was so hooked into it. And just hearing you like talking about having the low conversations and having, you know, just deep, like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a journey, lifelong journey for me. And, you know, starting out as, as a kid, I was in really shy. And so it was kind of funny, even, you know, a handful of years back, my, my wife and I were back in Kansas City, where I'm from and where I grew up. And we were hanging out with one of my childhood friends, a friend of mine, Trey, and his wife. And so my friend Trey, who's known me since I was like two years old, was kind of describing me as a child and, and as, a, as a young man to my wife. And he said, yeah. And he described me. He said, Ryan was painfully shy. That's so funny. And, and so, I mean, it was like that level. And your <laughs> and, wife couldn't recognize it, right? Yeah. And so I've come a long way, but I think that's also like the point of the, the work that I've done with Divine Appointments, the Divine Opportunity book, this Untapped Potential book. And, and God has kind of, I think, used me as a teacher because... I had to really stretch and yeah. and to try out new things and being a professor, you know, I'm a social scientist is that I really do just kind of observe everyday life and look for, for everyday opportunities and stretch the comfort zone because it doesn't come easy for me. And that was part of it was my introduction to divine appointments and the idea of divine appointments that God would, would have appointments set for you with people to speak into their life was introduced to me by my father-in-law, David Watson. And he is this crazy, awesome man of, man of God. He's got this deep pastoral voice and he's got (laughs) these crazy divine appointment stories. And I remember hearing him preach about divine appointments for the very first time. And he shared these insane divine appointment stories, kind of like the Darth Vader, but on just, you know, it, it just crazy, crazy stories. And I remember sitting in the church, uh, congregation thinking, well, I can see why you would have these kinds of divine appointments because you're this anointed guy, you're this pastor, you've got this gifting and God is using you, but I don't know that this is for just like everyday people. And so at that exact time was when I was starting my PhD in communication and I had a dissertation to to complete for my research for my PhD. And so I ended up doing my dissertation for my PhD on divine appointments and missed opportunities. Because I wanted to see, are these for everyday people and are they, or are they for the special anointed? And in the study for that, I came across this book by Martin Buber, who is a philosopher in the early 1900s, wrote uh, several different books. His most famous is a book called I and Thou. And in that came a quote that just popped off the page and it's, I've included it in every book that I've written. And the quote is, he says, it's not about gifted or ungifted it's about those that will give themselves versus those that withhold themselves. And so he says uh, in this process, I mean, it's not I mean, gifted or ungifted. Said it, it, it went deep in me. So said, say it one more time. Yeah, he said, it's not about gifted or ungifted. It's simply about the difference between those that give themselves versus those that withhold themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> so yeah. Great. And that has been the theme of my life. It's like, okay, am I going to give myself or am I going to withhold myself? Wow. And that's been this powerful process is that in this, this new book, there's a chapter called You Are the Answer to Prayer. 
And it really hit me that sometimes I hear people say, you know, why didn't God answer this prayer? Why didn't God intervene? Why didn't God step in? And God challenged me and he convicted me and he spoke to me. He said, he said, I did want to intervene, but the person I prompted was not obedient. The person I sent never stepped in. They withheld themselves. They didn't give themselves. And I actually had an experience here on campus where I was working for my office. I had the window open and this girl was, was praying for this guy right outside my office. And I heard her pray. She was going after it, like, you know, cursing evil spirits, like praying for the supernatural in this guy's life, claiming things from heaven. I was like, who is this girl? Like people don't pray this way. So I just felt this, this prompting, like I need to get up, get a book, my divine opportunity book, go give it to her and introduce myself. And so I had my shoes off actually when I was working. So I had to put on my shoes. I had to get this book and, and I go out to try to catch her. And by this point she has walked off and she's actually, I see her walking into another building. So I'm like, oh man. So I, so I go into the building, try to catch her at this point. When I go into the building, I see her round the top of the stairs. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how fast is this girl? First of all, and then <laughs> I, so I get up to the top of the stairs and she's gone. And at the top of the stairs, there's kind of two different directions you can go and then an open area in the middle. So I kind of go one direction and I see her diagonally over at the other side. And I'm like, oh man. So then I meet her at the other kind of diagonal point and she's about ready to go into her class. She's a student here at the university. And I said, hey, I'm sorry, this is going to be a little bit awkward, but I heard you praying from my office and I felt prompted to come up here and, and give you this book. And I think you're going to love it and, and just introduce myself. I'm Ryan Montague. I'm a communication professor here on campus. And I know you got to go into class, but I just wanted to give you this. And you can email me. My name's right there. You can look me up through the university system. She's like, oh, okay, thank you. And she was super cordial and, and kind about it. It was a quick interaction. She emails me uh, very shortly after that and just to connect. And I sent back a message just really encouraging her, some kind of prophetic words that I had for her in her life. And she emailed me back and she said, you know what? When you sent me that email and when you stopped me, it reminded me of a prayer that I prayed last week. I specifically prayed and asked God to send me his sons and daughters that truly know him and that can build me up in this faith. Oh. And I was like, whoa. But that statement stuck with me. You, this was an answer to a prayer that I prayed. So the thing I want to encourage the listeners is like when you feel a prompting, perhaps by being disobedient and not following through, you are letting a prayer that was prayed a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, go unfulfilled. And that person potentially walking away wondering, why didn't God answer this prayer? Because you are the answer to that prayer. You might just be the answer to these different prayers that people have prayed. Crazy way to think about it. Well, yeah, I've thought of that a few times because you think of it like sometimes I've been in a place, especially if I'm out and about in an, in an abnormal environment for me. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm at the perfect moment to where I could just make a little effort and see what God will do. And a couple of the times where I just didn't do it. And I'm just thinking how much work did it take you God to get me here? Like one time our planes were mm. delayed for like hours. And then this one plane got off um, and all the people were deep planing and their, their plane was going to load right next to ours. And this one woman comes racing frantically and almost misses it. And then it ends up being delayed anyways. 
and she sits down next to us and she tells us this long story of her day of how she got there. She wasn't even supposed to be in the city. She wasn't supposed to be on that plane, the whole thing. And I'm the whole time before she said that I had this word for, and I almost was like, yeah, I'm not going to give it to her. And you just think like, what if God rerouted all of her? She had a miserable day. And she's like, I'm just praying that there's a purpose in this. She's not a Christian, but she said that. And what if God routed her the whole time? just so we can meet just so, you know, cause you knew I was someone who would normally say yes, but I was just tired and kind of out of it yeah. and was frustrated with my own plane situation. I was almost didn't do it. And you just think like God and angels go to great length to set up the world so that God, so Jesus can get his reward. So the justice can happen. And there's so many times that we're just like, yeah, I don't feel like it. I'm like, my five-year-old tells me I don't feel like it. I don't, I shouldn't say I don't feel like it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. I'm like, I don't think anyone's opportunity is completely lost. I think God, We'll recreate it for them, but I do think it repeats matters in a major way. And so I love that perspective. So communications wise though, like um, getting it when you were painfully shy and you're going through kind of this journey of going towards like unraveling these kinds of, you know, social sciences to understand people, to understand this. I mean, when we say communications, there's a lot of people who get communications degrees. You literally are communicator. So (laughs) those are two different things. So kind of walk us through a little bit more. Like, what do you think, um, the redemptive thread is in your career and going after this this way? Oh, gosh. It's, you know, it's been the best experience, you know, I could ever ask for from getting introduced to divine appointments through my father-in-law and then kind of having him as a little bit of a coach through this and and then really stepping out. And really, honestly, when I wrote the first book, Divine Opportunity, four years ago, well, it was published four years ago. I wrote it before that, a year before that. You would notice it, like if you look at the two books in the first Divine Opportunity book, none of my story, like I don't have any stories in that book. And that's not because I was trying to be humble. (laughs) Like, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there was a lot of my father-in-law stories, a lot of the people that I interviewed. And I do think that I did have a lot of divine appointments. And I talk about it in terms of the difference of those that plant, those that water, and then those that are a part of the increase is that I do think that I had a lot of divine appointments where I was planting a seed or maybe watering and encouraging somebody, but there wasn't the, you know, there was no ending to the story. There was no specific uh, acknowledgement of growth in that, which are not like the most amazing story. Imagine if you just had a bunch of people on this podcast with a bunch of planting seeds stories where I said this and then we walked away from each other and I never saw them again, the end. It'd be yeah. like all the crazy, awesome prophetic stories, you know, that people share always have like, and here's what happens. But there's plenty of people that have planted a lot of seeds. And that's what's so amazing about my favorite. One of my favorite parts about going to heaven is that God is going to just show you all the endings to all these movies. Yes. Of, it's going to be the best Netflix oh ever. Goodness. Is it ever <laughs> like, he's going to say, you remember you, when you planted that seed and you said that thing, or you prayed that prayer over that person and you thought that nothing happened. Let me show you what happened. Exactly. It's going to be I'm amazing. So amazing. And so that has been really the growth process for me is I think more of the bigger moments and experience came from the bigger risk that I was willing to take. And stepping into the prophecy and words of knowledge and, and, and just kind of just becoming a prayer warrior for people has led to these moments where it's really stood out to me in terms of, wow, that risk, like, I'm so glad that I took that risk, but it's almost like every day I have to go through this process. 
because yeah. it's like the hesitancies and the same things come up, but you learn to crush it and move on and try to walk in obedience. But there's just so many opportunities. And I think one of the things I'm most passionate about with communication and, and training people up is um, this statement of, you know, not allowing an interaction to be more than it should be, but also not less than it could be. Mm. So when it comes to an interaction, not trying to make it more than it should be, but also not allowing it to be less than it could be. And I think the like, difference between plays that, into like the social and emotional intelligence that we just don't, we don't have enough cues for. Like we, it is a, a trained, you have to go after it. You have to learn yourself, your own identity. If you go after that, um, the, the skill set to me, and and I love how you train that and your books really go over, they just help us to become more self-aware, which I think is really profound. And because yeah. there's enough people who are focused on self-awareness or emotional intelligence with these kinds of, you know, strong words that you make so simple. Yeah. And it's, you know, the difference of not trying to get ahead of God, but also not being behind God. As the scripture says, we're supposed to walk humbly with God. Yeah. And I think sometimes good. people might try to get ahead of God and, and maybe say things that's more from their flesh rather than the spirit. And then sometimes people are getting behind God because of their disobedience and not saying the things that he wants them to say. And then they're missing out in an opportunity to encourage that person and build them up in their faith. But also like Paul writes, you know, that when we get together, this should be mutually encouraging. I want to be encouraged by your faith, but I also want to encourage you uh, from my faith. Yeah. And that's that's so, so, so tell me this, I'm going to switch directions just a little bit. In the world you're in, you know, you're at Azusa Pacific University and, and, um, and even some of the people who've like, you know, endorsed your books or written reviews for you that are the more public reviews, a lot of them are not the charismatic world who believe in hearing God's voice or yeah. connect to that. I mean, they're wonderful Christian, awesome people, but they're not. So like, you're kind of in some ways, I'm sure stealth mode at times, but how is the prophetic working? Like, you know, just with you and your family or hearing God's voice in that environment or any of the other environment, like, does it feel just natural to you or does it feel like a little bit sometimes being a fish out of the water in the environment you're in, or is it just totally just, it just fits because it's part of your organic relationship with God? No, it's definitely something that I've gone after and it was God kind of worked this crazy divine appointment about three and a half, four years ago now where I was introduced through a mutual friend to my, my now pastor, Anthony Powell. And him and his wife, Bonnie, they were moving out to our area to plant a church. And we actually met before they had planted and launched this church through this mutual friend. And, and we were at a great church uh, out here, but kind of a bigger church and, and just kind of feeling like God was prompting us like, hey, they've, they're doing amazing over here. It's time to go and help help out this this church plant. Of course, we thought, you know, we thought that we were going to help and like we're, we're going to be such givers. And we have received so much more from <laughs> these pastors in this church than we would have ever thought. But they were the ones that had us, that really uh, brought me into the prophetic and the supernatural. They wow. had us read a book called Experiencing God by Richard and Henry Blackaby. Yep. And then the uh, book, The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris, which is in reading his book too. was when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then began to experience some of the prophetic and then they introduced me to your work and to several other people that they were really, God totally used them to open a door for me into this world. 
And it's never, you know, that wasn't my background at all, but you know, all of it's, it's always a stretch. It's always, it's, and I think that's kind of one of the mistakes and, and myths that not mistake, but it's a myth that we have that somehow you ever get to a place where it just is, is easy, effortless, doesn't require any stretch of your comfort zone. And that, <laughs> you know, Sean Bowles is just this, it's so easy for him. It flows out of him <laughs> like a river and he doesn't have to have any courage anymore. And it's just oh, effortless. I wish that was true. I know. Right. <laughs> but that's what I think people think looking in yeah, is, sure. and then they go out to try to experience it and they realize, man, this is, I'm not hearing it really as clearly as I think I should be or as loudly or as definitively, or why am I still so hesitant? And they feel like they're missing something where it's like, no, that's just, it's, it's obedience. And it's the difference between, I think a lot of times we think of it as anointing that Sean Bowles and all these people have this special anointing and that, that we're never going to get or not at that level. But yes, you do have an anointing, but you also, more than anything, have obedience. And an anointing without obedience it does very little. Yeah. Is absolutely. that I would rather take, you know, uh, an ungifted yet obedient person rather than a gifted yet disobedient person. Absolutely. I've said that many times. I'm like, I'd rather be obedient than super gifted because I know a lot of, I've, I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of really gifted people who aren't even walking with Jesus anymore. Because they didn't have that place of connection in their heart. I mean, like there are so many people, not just people who are out of ministry, but people who are genuinely are walking with Jesus. And I'm like, man, you could you could go out, be anointed. And if it's easy for you, it's almost harder long term. Yeah. You know, it's like there's something about that working and your character and your and your and getting the fruit of the spirit, which takes time to grow. So I love what you're saying. And it's there is a perception problem in all of us because we have so many things that are if we can just read the book or, you know, do the app, we can all of a sudden have these results and we could speed through everything or, you know, get, get everything like, you know, uh, sorry, my, my daughter's screaming in the background. <laughs> you probably can't hear it, but it's like very distracting. She's so awesome. Um, let me start that over. But we have instant connection to so many things, but with relationship and relationship with God, relationship to each other and God, there's no fast tracking. There has to be a process. Even if you go fast, you're going to pay for going too fast somewhere. You know, it's like we have to have a process yeah. and that's the beauty of relationship, but it's also the hardship. And so I think a lot of people do get a wrong perception of what it's like to, to walk with God. So I love that your pastors introduced you to all of this and that you, I love that you guys thought we're going to go give. And then it, it became a source for you. And it's just the power of a local church too, being in the right church with the right group of people, how much we grow when we're around other believers and the synergy of that is just so important. And I, I just, I love that you represent that well. Well, we didn't get to talk about your dating uh, materials, which is a bummer. I can't believe we're at the end of our interview. I love just hearing your story, your perspective. And we didn't get to talk about um, people, you know, finding their mate, their single, you know, curriculum that you're coming out with, which I'm so excited about. But people can find it on your website. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, the website is divineopportunity.com. And then most of the social media stuff on uh, is Divine Opportunity as well. And I want to encourage everyone to go there, get Ryan's books, go through his resources. I mean, he has some really good stuff. And if you're enjoying them now, I love the practical, but the deep mixed together is just so important. And I'm sure following you, and I know many people are going to after this podcast. Thank you so much for being on today. I just, you know, it's, it's just an awesome thing to hear from you. 
Well, thank you. It's been an absolute honor and a privilege. And I just continue to pray that, that God touches more and more people, raises people up and sends them out. Yeah, absolutely. Divine opportunities. We'll take them. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Ryan. You bet. God bless. We have some exciting news. We have a new online platform called Bowles Ministries Online Platform. It includes all of our content for one low price. This is all of our e-courses, which is Keyzone's Economy, Prophetic 101, Modern Prophets, Living a Thriving Marriage, God's Secrets. But here's where it gets really interactive. We have a Translating God mentoring platform with new content every week. So weekly teaching videos and group and individual mentoring videos and guest contributors from around the world, weekly prophetic testimonies, weekly Q and A, you're gonna love this. This is an interactive platform that invites you to exclusive content for me and guests. There's also an opportunity for you to submit your dreams to interpret. You guys are gonna love this. And this is all one low price of $14 a month. And I want you are exploring the prophetic family to join, come be a part of this. It's gonna change your life. And I know we're gonna enjoy having you. So come visit BowlesMinistries.com. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles. 